welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jim Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Look at you on the screen. Yeah. Look at you. This thing. Mm-hmm. We're learning. Yeah, we're figuring out. We're playing around. We're, we're, we're goofing yeah. around. I mean, we're in the same room, but we don't have a camera set up yet. I got to ask Brian how to connect the camera to the computer so we can get a, a shot of us both in one thing. Ah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, he's busy and... No, I'm supposed to be on sabbatical. You're, you're, yeah, how's your sabbatical going? Good, good. Relaxing, I, uh, enjoying? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm relaxing. I took Killian out for some sushi today. I saw that. He had to get the shots. He got. He went to the doctor for his physical. I didn't tell him he was getting shots. I'm like, you just got to do a physical. No, no big no, deal. No, no, no big deal. Let's go yeah, get let's sushi. Go. And afterwards, we'll get sushi. And uh, and so we're there, and then, then the nurses are like, or the doctor's like, well, um, you know, so are you okay if we have to give you a couple shots? And I'm like, he's fine. You don't ask him. <laughs> but I do love that the doctors always talk to my kids. They don't talk to me at all unless it's something that I have to give an answer yeah, for. Yeah. They speak directly to each of my kids when I bring them in. And I remember is it, is it, they didn't is it, do is that. It, is it because they think you are a child? Maybe. Or they think that maybe I shouldn't have possession of these children. And so they're looking for like something you, in their eyes. Do you live in a safe place? Yeah. Do you have a bed? Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you ever feel scared? <laughs> So yeah, and and he had to do like uh, afterwards he had to do this emotional health thing. Like, do you ever feel like life isn't worth living and all of that? And mm. how do you eat? Do you eat? And so he answered them all by himself. And the only one where he didn't get like the best answer, you know, for health was sometimes I don't feel like eating. Yeah, yeah. That, so they asked. It was just like one notch down. Yeah, She's yeah. like, when do you not feel like eating? He goes, I don't know. I it, I, it was like he he doesn't like to eat. He's just he's not. A, it's like there are. A couple days a week, he's just not hungry. She's like, are you just not hungry? He's like, no, nah, I'm just not hungry. But she's like, but do you do eat? And he's like, yeah. And so he starts rattling off all the stuff that he likes. Mm-hmm, he's, just, mm-hmm. he's just a weirdo. And then so, was he like, I hate water. My father taught me that water is horrible. My kids all drink tons of water all the time. Man. Isn't that I, weird? It's not weird. It's it the right, super, it's the right thing to do. I didn't drink water at all growing up. You know what I drank every day, all day long growing up? What? Coca-Cola. Yeah, no, we, yep. we did water all no, day. No, no, sometimes I did have Gatorade. I don't know what to say. Only child in the house, no rules. What are you going to do? And I guess that, yeah. Well, That's what happens. This is set what, this, the rules. This is what happens. Yeah. It's just so awful. So, um, yeah, man, listen, we got an email in. I thought this would be fun for us to All right, let's about. do it. You're going to have to. Yeah, I'll read it. All right. No problem. I got it. All right. So, um, this was an email from uh, Sebastian. Sebastian. And Sebastian says. Uh-oh. Hey, guys, basically what he says. Okay. Hey, guys. He says, hey, Jimmy and Joe, a.k.a. Mr. and Mrs. Fowler, mm. at least in the podcast. Mm. Okay, so this guy's sucking mm. up to somebody here at the podcast, obviously, whatever. Thanks, Sebastian. Sebastian knows. If you know, you know. Sebastian. Sebastian gets it. Sebastian. Um, I, was wonder, I wonder what you guys think about opening up your heart to all of those that you visit and talk to. What I mean by this is I've heard some people say that you shouldn't open your heart to everyone's issues or sufferings because you'll burn out. But I've also heard the opposite, that you need to allow yourself to show compassion to everyone. That way, you're able to do proper ministry. We'd mm. love to hear y'all's opinion on this. Thanks. Huh. Opening up your heart. It's a weird way to put it, I it think. It is a weird way it, to put and it. And not, not making fun of you, Sebastian. It's just a stupid way to say it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, it's just, it's just a little different. But we know what you mean. We know what you mean. Because we do hear this kind of a thing in ministry, especially from the gurus, most of whom have flamed out by now. But anyways, um, which is, yeah, you can't really befriend people in your church. You can't mm. really open up your heart too much to people's afflictions because you will bear the weight of that. And when things ba- when bad things happen, you're going to get 
toasted, right? You're gonna, yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna burn, burn out. out is really what, it, yeah, what they're talking about. And, and so, yeah, so I, I don't, I mean, opening up your heart. I mean, really caring is is the idea. Can you really care? Can you really love? That seems like that, that's at the heart of the issue. But I think, I think you can. But there is something to be said about proper boundaries. There is something yep. to be said about appropriate uh, boundaries. Totally. Um, learning what it means to not bring that stuff home, right? Like yeah. you hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. That that phrase, leaving it at the door. Yep. Right. Uh, and that's really important because if you bring it home naturally then your family your spouse is going to be carrying that with you that's right and listen there are situations where you are supposed to bring it home you know what i mean no like there's a situation where you bring it home like it's a, that's a statement give, it's give a me, phrase give me an Turn example you really bring it home as you won like you brought it home like, like in baseball right you bring it home oh. that's where it comes from it's uh -huh. a sports reference uh -huh. so when you when you kill it when you do great you're really bringing it home and there are a lot of situations in your home or your marriage where you need to bring it home right really make it count make it good hmm. but this is not what we're this talking about this is not what here. we're talking about here no so yeah i believe that I, what i talk about frequently with people is compartmentalization yeah like it's like you've got to be able to deal with people and situations and be a hundred percent present yep you want to be there you you want to you want to care show that you care you got to be fully invested um but then you have to be able to, in a sense, turn that off, put it away, however mm -hmm. you want to put it, so that you can actually transition into another situation, whether that's at home or just another person's life. If if I'm overwhelmed because I'm dealing with, I'm trying to think mm. of a name. Our church is so big. We have so many names. No, uh, but you, but Ernest. Okay, so let's say I got a guy named Ernest. Oh, okay. And, gotcha. uh, and, uh, and Ernest is... Ernie. Ernie. Ernie is really struggling with his roommate who is really type A. Ernie's really kind of chill mm. and he's kind of doing his own thing. But his roommate, Bert, mm. super uptight, I type A. And he doesn't know what to do. And everybody thinks they're gay and they're not. And so he's got all of these issues. And so like, let's say you're talking to him mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you're, you're actually... You're, you care. Listen, they're going to know if you don't care. They're going to know oh, yeah. if you're sitting there as a disconnected. I mean, counselors care, right? Good yeah. counselors care. They're supposed to. There, there has to be some level of engagement. Right. Investment. And so I think, yes, you have to open up your heart. You have to care. You have to love. You have to express that. Um, but then, like you said, Jimmy, you have to put it away. So let's let's say this. Mm. On the one hand, before putting it away, um, or for, like uh, if, if you... The risk is if you if you don't if you care too much you're going to burn out. Okay. I don't think that caring too much leads to burnout, or loving too much or befriending people leads to burnout. I think it's how you handle the investment of those relationships and the management of your own soul and your faith, which gets to that compartmentalization, putting it away sort of a thing. Mm. But I would also say that if you aren't investing in people if you aren't present they will pick up on that yeah they will see you you are a, an, another item on their list you've just moved from a person mm -hmm. right that they're that they're supposed to be discipling or loving or serving to a project yep. that is to be managed they're gonna feel that oh yeah they're not gonna like that i'm sure you felt that way i felt that way before like, oh yeah you, know, yeah you know like okay they're just checking off the boxes for sure there's no there's no real desire to i guess reciprocate in this relationship and and we already face that as a pastor right because it's easy it doesn't matter how much you love it's easy for somebody to go well you have to be here you're mm -hmm, the pastor mm -hmm. you have to you have to act like you care because it's your job yeah yeah so we're yeah. already facing that yeah so yeah. you have to you genuinely have to care i don't and i don't think this idea like okay so if you're invested too much you will burn out 
See, here, I, okay. Maybe, maybe it's not burnout, but sometimes you're going to get burned. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's something that is a reality, right? Mm-hmm. Like for a lot of pastors, there's a fear. There is a, a, a apprehension because they have been burned in the past. Yeah. They've been hurt by those people that they have, quote unquote, opened their heart to. Mm-hmm. Those people that they have invested in, those people that they have cared for, the, those people that they have loved, those people that they've walked alongside in hard things. And then in a moment, all of it just goes, it's your fault. Why did you do this to me? Mm-hmm. You know, how dare you say that to me when you call them out for their sin, mm-hmm. right? Like all, all of that happens, and they get burned, yeah. And that leaves the it leaves the the pastor or the council themselves needing pastoral help, right? Needing a counselor to step in because there's a trust issue. Then, I, I, part of this is like. Okay, so to that issue, and I think that's a really important issue, and we've talked about it before. I think we've dealt with. I mean, yeah. I know I've dealt with it. Oh yeah, yeah, and we've talked about this issue in terms of friendship and how you relate to the congregation in general. You have to risk getting hurt if you're going to do real ministry. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just a manager. You're you're uh, you're a life coach who's hired for a, a season. I don't want to be a life coach. No, no. Well, how much money can I make as a life coach? Not how much money can I make. How much money? can be made because I know what you'll, if I said how much money can I make as a life coach, you'll be like 50 cents. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like that's double what you should. Okay. (laughs) You're going to get hurt. And so I'm, I'm with you. The, you, you will, somebody will betray you or people will gossip about you. Yeah. Depending on the church. I mean, you might have a lot of that or very little. I've had very little of that here at Redeemer, but in a former church, Mm -hmm. boy, there was a lot more of that. So, you 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 have you are running. The, I love what you said. It's the likelihood of you burning out isn't the issue in our experience as much as getting burned. Getting burned, and so that's a part of it. That's life. If you have a real, if you're going to have real friendships, if you're going to really love people, if you're going to have a real community of faith, yeah, then yeah, you're going to risk getting burned because that's life. That happens. So you got to prepare yourself for that. Yeah. Then how do you prepare yourself? How do you prepare yourself for the reality? that you will be unfairly accused or attacked or unappreciated. Mm. Uh, people will just turn and like blow you af- off after you've invested so much of your time and energy yeah. in them, not as a project, yeah. but as a person and as a friend. Yeah, How do you I, prepare? Oh, just harden my heart. Oh, that, ooh. Just, just harden I it. I didn't try that. No, no, you just gotta harden it. Oh, see, what's funny I, is I'm, I know that's I'm not true inside. because you are like, you are soft. You like, are a softie. You I, love people, you care about people. Some people. Right. Right. Yeah. Not all people. No. No. Because some people. Just some people. Yeah. Some people are like, you know. You know. Mm, you don't want to mention mm. any names, but like Dan Salufus, for example. Whoa. Why would you say that? You oh know that's not true. He's a deacon. And whoa. You know. Man. I talk with him. Again. I was, yeah. I've been talking a lot with Dan. Dan. I to Dan. I was talking about Dan to Steve Meister. So we had Steve Meister okay. on the podcast recently. And uh, I was like, hey, Steve, listen, I'll let you know, man. We had a number of people say how much they appreciated you being on the podcast. And he's like, oh, yeah? And I'm like, yeah. In fact, one of our deacons was like, man, I like that Steve Meister. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah? And he's like, yeah, he's so smart and articulate. And I like how he said stuff. And Dan, by the way, ain't no dummy. Yeah, yeah. Dan is a smart dude. No. Historian, theologian, Very counselor. articulate, yep. And so um, Dan's the guy, like, if, if we had to have a paper written for some journal, Dan's right. I'll be like, Dan, you're on. Yeah, put this together. So Dan started talking about uh, Steve. And then it was like, what did you hear this one? You know, because we had this other guy on, you know, Renahan. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Steve Meister. (laughs) And he kept coming back to Steve. I think he's a man crush on Steve. I think so. It sounds like it. It sounds um, like it. So how do you prepare for real? If 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 we're not going to harden our hearts, then what do we do? 
Well, I think one, you we take it slow, right? You do take it slow. Um, I think you're you're engaging in not in a, like well, you're gauging it appropriate way. But if someone's going through a trial, I mean, you're going to be thrown into that fire, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's preparing yourself, knowing that you are here doing what God has intended for you, that he who began a good work in you will see it through to completion, that mm-hmm. he has set about uh, the, the task and the, uh, and the, um, the objective for you yeah, yeah. each day. As you're going through that, knowing this is where God has me. He has placed me here at mm-hmm. this time for this reason. Yeah, the, sometimes it's a season of suffering. Sometimes it's betrayal. I don't know. Jesus might know something about that. Uh, he he knows something, right? I yeah. mean, like the, the 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 church, the apostles talk about this. Like, oh, this guy was a faithful, faithful brother, and now they're they're off the rails. You know, yeah, I mean, been given over to to, mm-hmm. to the enemy. So I think that's a good word, right? To know, like, God is in it. You've called. You've been called to this, and it's a great work. But sometimes it's a really painful work. And maybe that's where we need a better understanding of calling, mm-hmm. like, and to actually like. I guess maybe what's the word I want to use? Like reclaim that, mm-hmm. reclaim what it means to be, to have a calling, what a calling is, mm-hmm. the the blessing of a calling. Right. At the same time, it's a double edge, right? Like there's a the blessing of the calling as well as there's baggage of the calling, mm-hmm. right? It's good. Like He's you in need, preacher mode. Go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woo. I don't know. Have you ever seen those guys? Yeah. I have. Yeah. Well, H.P. Charles doesn't like the whoop. <laughs> no, no. I was at a church. This guy from... New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand. And he would preach. And all of a sudden, he would just be like, woo! Like this. Oh, he would do the whoop. He would do oh. the whoop. And I would sit there and go like, eh, why are you whooping? Yeah, you're supposed to get the whoop. You don't well, make the whoop. Well, but, you know, but I'm even thinking like, this sermon's not whoopable. Oh, it wasn't whoopable. This is not a whoopable sermon. Oh, yeah. That's that's a shame. You know, you're thinking whoop, there it is. I'm thinking whoop, there it went. Yeah, it's gone. Like, it's gone. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, that's. I think that's a that's a bad so he needs some coaching. He does all. We all need coaching in different ways. He needs some. He needs some preaching he, he, coaching. He wouldn't listen to anybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It did not work out for him at the mm. end. <laughs> so I was gonna name somebody and just make a joke, but I don't want people to think no, I'm actually no, serious. No, 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 no. Um. So yeah, I, I, I would say that with that understanding your sense of calling, right? Because like mm. you said, if you're not called to it, then it's easy to to, to drop it. I mean, think about it. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll I'm gonna talk about you. Oh, here we go. First of all, nice shirt. I've seen that style. That's it's in right now. So it's first hot. of all, I'm, I didn't know we were doing the recording. I wouldn't yeah. have wore this shirt. Okay, no, it's a good shirt. It's, it's a, a busy good... shirt for the video. No, no, it's not. It doesn't create any moray or anything like that. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> it, it, it's it's not like a, a striped pattern kind of a thing. Um, so you were you were talking about what were you talking about? I got distracted by your shirt. It's, oh, it's a little, uh, the, it's a little, the uh, calling the, the blessing of a calling, the baggage of a calling. So I want to talk about you because. You have a very clear sense of calling yeah. to pastoral ministry. Yep. Yeah. But you don't have to do pastoral ministry. You you are more than full time vocationally at a at a business, right? At, yeah. a, at a very large business. So like See, I don't like the way you worded that though. Right? You don't have to do. Yeah. I'm in the middle of explaining it. Oh, my bad. So yeah, so it's just chill. Unlike your shirt. See, I uh, knew it. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, what I what I and what I mean by that is like you don't financially have to depend on a okay. ministry position okay. to okay. support yourself. I, you yeah. have you have the you have the freedom because you have a dual calling really, right? Yeah. Right now, you're called to the family business. Yeah. And 
you're also called to the you got a text i know i i don't know why it's like doing that mm. so you have um you have a calling to the vocal but you also have a calling to the pastorate and if you didn't have a real clear sense of calling as soon as it gets to be hard it would be easy to be like i'm out oh you know i'm plenty you, busy over here you know when i would have oh yes <laughs> you know when i would have all almost did it at the same time <laughs> there <laughs> you know was a season yeah years ago so it's like if you don't have a sense of calling you will Leave when you shouldn't. Sometimes there's a time to leave. No, but, yeah, but you'll leave when you shouldn't if that, you don't have exactly. a So you, for when having that calling and, and, and having a, like a real good understanding of calling, uh, that is what's going to sustain you during those times, during those rough times, don't during those difficult times. And, and the times that I'm thinking of that, yeah, that yeah. we're thinking of was in the midst of it, knowing God has placed me here. God mm -hmm. has placed us here god has even brought that individual here for mm -hmm. this that he has a specific purpose for it i don't know but i know it is for his glory and our good yeah, yeah. that's all i know and that's what i lean into it's esther for such a time as this yeah like yeah. god's put you here for such a time as this if you don't have that man you're like this is just all dark bitter hard oh, yeah. like, whatever why am i here yeah so you're gonna get burned you're gonna get burned you're gonna get burned you're and gonna get burned so that you got to deal with it. How do you process it? And yep. I, the other thing I would say is like, you know, your, your sense of calling, you know, God's purpose. And then I would say, you have to be really grounded in the fact that God has justified you. Yep. He has accepted you. You are his. And so you're not, you know, when you're going to lose favor with people and people are going to think like, oh, you're terrible, like, you know, or whatever. It's like, ultimately, we have to evaluate ourselves and examine ourselves. But in the end, we know like God knows the mm -hmm. truth. Yeah. God knows. And God has justified me. My standing is not on you know, me being able to hold on to the love yep. or uh, yep. or family that he has brought together. If they, if somebody leaves or betrays or whatever, and that's out of my control, then I trust in the Lord here in this. I think yeah. faith is a big part of it. So let's talk a little bit about uh, compartmentalization or, uh, you know, being present, right? Because if you're going to go yeah. from Ernest and his roommate, Bert, and all yeah, of the yeah, drama surrounding yeah. that, then you got to go and talk to somebody else. You're going to talk about, like, let's say this guy, Jack, and, mm -hmm. and he has two roommates, but they're two girls. And, uh, and like, that's all kinds of hijinks are going on mm -hmm. over there. And the Mr. Roper downstairs. The, yeah, the, the property manager. The property manager, Mr. Roper. Oh, he's just the worst, <laughs> right? Because there used to be Mr. Furley. Yep. And Mr. Furley was kind of funny, but then Mr. Roper was a hard case. Yeah, right? he really was. was yeah. And so, But you got to be able, if, if you're completely distracted and overwhelmed by what somebody else is going through you can't be present for the person who needs you next in line right you've got to be able to be there with them to be a hundred percent and mm -hmm. then at home it's even more important like you uh, i'm sorry I, I think that's your first ministry yeah if home is most important you have to be able you're going to be wounded you're going to have these things but you have to be able to turn it off and be a hundred percent there for your kids if you yep. have kids for your wife you got to be a hundred percent there how do you do that because i've had a bunch of younger pastors ask me how do you put it in a box and put it away. How do you wall it off so that you have boundaries and you can be present? Because it sounds it sounds fine, but I don't know how to actually effectively do that. I think the drive home is crucial. I think that the what you do on your way home, at least for me, mm -hmm. is key. So when, when with COVID and the quarantine and people were, when I was working at home for, I didn't work at home long, when I was working at home, that was a struggle for me. Mm -hmm. Actually, a lot of things were affected. I, I didn't realize how much my commute impacted me, mm -hmm. like spiritually, how it impacted me um, in learning how to shut off. Yeah. Right. But so what, because it's it, it can't just be about the 20 minute drive. Mm -hmm. what, what are you doing during that time to really make that transition effective? Yeah. So at that time, 
I there for me it's it's a couple things. One, I I, I pray. So I, I begin mm-hmm. by praying right when I get in the car, uh, thanking God for for the day that we've had, just like the work day that I've had, uh, what what worked, what didn't work. Um, from there, then I I move into like I'll I'll catch up with somebody. I'll just anybody. So it might be someone from the church. It might be a personal friend. It might be something like that. I'll just do a quick 10 minute phone call. Just check it in. That helps me kind of break. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when I get home, I make dinner. And even with that break, you might, because like sometimes I'm that call. Yeah. Um, when you probably can't get anybody else. No, on no, the no. A- but Sometimes it's just an, it's also an opportunity probably for you to vent. Like if you if something happens, it depends on who it is, right? right? You, yeah. you can you can you can let things fly. Or like I like the idea, like you were saying, like no, it's just like it's like a palate cleanser, yeah. right? Like like when you have sushi, I took my boy to sushi, yeah, yeah. and uh, the ginger is supposed to be a palate cleanser yep. in between yep. different kinds of maki yep. or sashimi or whatever. Um, and so, but people like the, people like the ginger. Yeah. It's not that you don't like it, but it's it's not heavy. It's nope. not big. It's just something nope. to help you transition. And so, these are other relationships that you value. But yep. it's like, oh, I get to hear what's going on in their life. It's correct. See what's fun, going on, different. and it, it takes the focus off me. It takes the focus off of whatever stress um, was happening. And then, for then, again, for me, cooking dinner is is really important. Mm. Like, it's it's important for a number of ways. One. In so much of ministry, I think I've shared this before, it's an open-ended project. It's 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 nice to take a project from start to finish and to get it to completion and then enjoy the product that you just made. Right. And so for me, there's there's something there with being able to start something, finish something, enjoy something, but it's also about serving some. Yes. It's, it's about serving them. Mm-hmm. It's about serving Michelle, serving the kids. Um and then I'm I I'm able to just kind of yeah deconnect I guess yeah, you di- you disconnect to, to disconnect, reconnect yeah, to your go. family and I like that because I'm a big believer in in ritual right ritual yeah there you and go routine. it's a good ritual yeah. and a, a ritual is a stabilizing force in yeah. our lives those are good things I mean you can have bad rituals but yep. uh but yeah and something like cooking like preparing the food you're good at it you love yep. it you value food you see it as a gift from God so you're able to get into that rhythm yep. as a ritual transitional kind of a time and then really be present and that I, I would say the same thing is true for me when I when I am going home uh before I hit the door I try to pray myself through being present like yeah. okay so now i've i've given myself to people in the church mm-hmm. now i need to give myself to the most important people in yes. my life yes. like so they better not get the leftovers they yeah. better they don't need tired grumpy dad uh they need loving fun dad which is why i never understood why mondays pastors took mondays off yeah instead of same Fridays. same i never understood that i i couldn't grasp like after a long week after a day of preaching, you know, you're already exhausted then to then on Monday. Yeah. Everything comes to a climax on Sunday. Yeah. And I mean, the vast majority of pastors talk about Monday being a drag or they're depressed or they're just worn out. It's well, they it, don't deal with that at home. Yeah. Why would you give that? Let that be a study day. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. I sit in my office by myself and I work on the next week's sermon yeah. and I read, I do some emails, uh, you know, I don't put a lot of appointments on that day. Nope. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's like give them Friday or Saturday, whatever the yeah, day yeah, is, yeah, yeah. right? Give them a give them a give them a good one. So yeah, I think that you've got to 
I, I think I think what we're saying is right. It's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you have to love and open up your heart to people. Yeah, and you have to recognize and embrace the reality. You're gonna get burned, mm. and to avoid burnout, you have to learn to compartmentalize, prioritize, and prepare yourself mm. for each of those encounters. Whether that's with you know Ernie, mm-hmm. Jack, Bert, or your wife. There you go. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at DocAndDevo, or on Facebook, slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineAndDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast at the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And do you want... Do they? What, ad-free, commercial-free... Exclusive content? Exclusive content. Some of them might. Some of them might. You might want I that. I think they'd like it. And all right there in your podcast player, right there at the bottom, you can hit support, support the podcast. podcast. Yeah. And right there, you can go ahead and sign up. Or you can go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash all access to sign up there. You'll get your banter truth on Tuesday, weekday wisdom, Monday through Friday. Later. Later.